Hallelujah. Good evening. Good evening. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to have a wonderful time tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good and greatly to be praised. Amen. We're celebrating our 15-year anniversary. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we just had a wonderful time this morning, and we're looking for a powerful time and expecting God to move in a great and magnificent way tonight. So this is a time in which we let our spiritual hair down, and uh, all bets are off. Amen? It's ready to flow with the Holy Ghost. Leave your pretense, uh, you see, uh, behind, and just allow yourself to be free, because I'm telling you, you can dance and bring deliverance in your life. You can shout and bring the walls down. Amen? Hallelujah. And you can run and get delivered. Amen? So let's praise God. I want to give a great thank you to our guests and introduce them to you once again. And we're going to be blessed by the ministry of Shekinah Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're so thankful for the faithfulness of God in Manford, Oklahoma. Aren't you? Aren't you glad God has a plan? Are you glad you're a part of it? Amen. Uh, all right now. Praise the Lord. Right, I, I'm telling you, I, how many of you ever heard that scripture uh, in uh Proverbs chapter 46, you'll hear somebody quote it, be still and know that I am God. Have you ever heard that one? You know, if you've ever read, I was reading this in my um, spirit-filled life Bible, and it got to that point. Now, it, hang on here, let's see, I want to look it up here if I can. Uh, you may think, oh, you want me to just be still and not, and and know that he's God. No, no. Uh, just let me read this. Let me get over here in the light so I can see what I'm doing here. Be still. And know, he said, Psalms 46 starts out saying, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. One translation says it like this. He says, God is a, uh, a, a ever-present help. He is a, a very present help. He is always, how, where is it? Where is it? He is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in time of trouble. Well, uh, passion paraphrase says, you're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available when I need you. Isn't that good? So we're sitting, he's getting here and he's saying, God is always He's, he doesn't run from your trouble. Some people run from you when you're in trouble. God runs to you. He's a present help in time of trouble. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And he goes on and he talks about uh, the holy place of the tabernacle. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Oh, come behold the works of God, he says. He goes on and talks about. And, and he, then he gets to verse 10 where he says, Be still and know that I am God. Well, I was reading this 
out of my uh, Spirit-Filled Life uh, Translation Bible, and there's a note on the words, be still. And on the words, be still, it says this. This is not a call for silent worship. He said, that this uh, verse 10 is the voice of God addressing the wicked warring nations with a warning. In other words, cease and desist. It is I, God, who will be exalted in victory. You don't have a chance of winning. Woo! It's not, a, it's not a call for silent worship. He's not talking to you. He's talking to your enemies. He's saying, be still. Know that I am God. There's nothing you can do to stop my presence from breaking through. Nothing you can do. What does he say? God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. He's saying to your enemy tonight, desist in your maneuvers. You, what did he say? Uh, he said, desist. This is not a call for silent worship. This is God addressing the enemies. Uh, desist and cease. It is God, God who will be exalted in victory. You don't have a chance of winning. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through or dealing with, but I'm not a prophet. I'm not prophesying, but I can tell you, you've either had trouble, you're in trouble, or you're headed for trouble. But you know what? There is a God who is greater than your trouble. And if you learn to set your eyes on what he has said and what he has done, then it will cause you to be able to withstand in the evil day. And instead of going down, you'll go up. Instead of getting up, being, being consumed, you'll be an overcomer with the word of God. I believe the presence of God in this hour is greater than any work of sin. And I'm here because we're going to celebrate and see a mighty manifestation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Lord, for by the blood of Jesus, we have been given access into the presence of God. Oh, everybody say, by the blood, I'm set free. Yeah. I love to tell the old story. Tell it. How God set me free. Anybody know it? I'm living with his life today because of Calvary. You know what happened? They crucified my Jesus and hung him on a cross. What happened? The devil laughed and had a big time. But God showed who's boss. It's by the blood that he shed for me. The law of life in Christ Jesus. Well, it set me free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moses came through the water when he was trying to flee. What happened? He turned and saw old Pharaoh, but God parted the sea. David heard Goliath shouting fear to all the crowd. Yeah. But David said, in the name of the Lord, let it come. Shed for me the Lord God in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. Shout it by the blood. It's by the blood. Yeah. That shed for me. What is it? The Lord God in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. Oh, you gotta learn to drink 
drinking from the new wine Filled with fire from above The devil, he said, I just can't stop those Christians They're walking in too much love So when the devil says it's over Say I'm not one of them What do you say? But my God is a God who's more than enough It ain't over yet It's the blood that shed for me Lord, I think Christ Jesus, but it's set me free. Shed by the blood, it's by the blood, yeah, yeah. that shed for me. The Lord, I think Christ Jesus, but it's set me free. Yeah, you know, the Bible calls it the law of <laughs> life in Christ. How many of you know the law of gravity says what goes up must come down? But the law of life in Christ says what goes down must come up. You're never too dead for a resurrection. Yeah! Now when the devil tries to scare you Cause things don't look fine That's when you say in faith And like Caleb said This mountain is mine The flood tides of glory are open And it's coming warming on What are we going to do? You gotta win the loss, heal the sick. You will finish strong. It's by the blood that you shed for me. The Lord love in Christ Jesus. But it set me free. Come on, it's by the blood. It's by the blood that you shed for me. Don't you love it? The Lord love in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. One more time I said it's by the blood. Oh yeah, that shed for me. The Lord life in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. I shout the law of life. The Lord life in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. One more time. The Lord life in Christ Jesus. But it's set me free. I'm 
Much dope. Don't do it, kids. It's dopey. The doctor in Palm Springs says it looks like there's no hope right after my show. But I had a Jewish Southern Baptist Pentecostal mother on her knees praying for me. Come on. Now I'm alive as you can see. Hey, hey, I'm not a slave anymore. Lost its grip on me. I'm not a slave, not a slave anymore. To my play. No, 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 no. Well, the, the devil, he thought he had me. But Jesus rose from the dead, set me free. I'm not a slave anymore. To my play. Come on now. Woo! Oh, come on. Have you been set free? Who's been in here. Come on, who's been delivered? Come on, who's been forgiven? Oh, come on, don't be quiet about it. This is your day to celebrate. They got to the other side and they started singing and dancing because they were delivered. Yeah. I'm not a slave anymore to pain and sorrow. Goodbye, sorrow. I'm not a slave anymore To my past My past has nothing gone The devil he thought he had me But Jesus' dynamite power set me free I'm not a slave anymore Free at me Say the devil thought he had me The devil he thought he had me But Jesus rose from the dead Set me free I'm not a Forgiven. Thank God I'm free at last. Deal with his love. Thank God I'm Come on now. Oh, telling everybody I know. Let it go. I'm not a slave anymore. Oh, free at last. Hey. Oh, 
even our faith. How many of you got faith in God? Yeah. Bought with his blood, I won't be tonight. I won't be. No matter what I feel, he's living inside victory. Thank you. That's me. Victory. No matter what I feel. What do you got? Victory. You got victory. 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 I've been forgiven and I'm full of His love. Yes. My home's in heaven and I live from above. Victory. Oh, that's what you got right now. Victory. Right here. Victory. 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 Right in the middle of my darkest hour. What are you gonna do? I lift my voice because I'm filled with God's power. Greater is he who's living in me. So what do you do? I cast my care on him, I'm free. I get to shout, I'm free, I'm free, oh yeah. victory. Right in his face. Victory. 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 Right in the face. Sickness you go, mind be free. I won't allow you to stay on me, no.
Holy Ghost. I can't explain, but I got it. Anybody over here got it? I got it. Come on. I got it. Say it again. Got it. Something's moving. I used to watch Velma Hankins run around. That's B.B. Hankins' wife. Mark Hankins. Mark Hankins' mama. And I was, I was kind of raised under them for a while. And I used to watch her run around the church. And then I watched him one day. He couldn't hardly walk, and he was just scooting. And I was going, yeah, yeah, like some of you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden, I heard on the inside, there ain't nothing wrong with your legs. Sometimes you think, well, I'll let them do it. But they, you might be running for somebody, for somebody, yeah. somebody else. So I always say, don't be a selfish Christian. Self only right here. I don't feel like it. I don't really care. But I like seeing you do it. You'd run down here if I said I'm giving someone $5,000, whoever makes it here first. Oh, you get motors on your feet. Yeah. So but whatever moves you, now, you, controls you. I would like some assistance tonight. I just did my sister's funeral a couple of days ago. She helped me do everything. She was my right-hand girl. The ministry of life. Somebody run with me, please. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go. Hey. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Oh. I got it. Yeah. Oh, run for your job. Run for your family. Run because you're free. Chasing him. I got it. Right around this church. I got it. Your anniversary. Yes. Hallelujah. said, well, we don't think this running thing does anything. And I said, well, let me give you a testimony. Uh, I said, I, I was at a meeting, and I heard the Lord say, run. He did that to me a lot in the, be in the beginning days because people used to stare at us anyway. You know, yeah, oh yeah. we first, I went 44 years ago. I mean, hardly anybody saw it unless you were Pentecost and went to a Pentecostal church, you know. And so all these people are coming out and they're all just going. I'm thinking, man, I was, I was bound, now I'm free. Excuse me? 
I don't understand why people are staring at me. And I remember, so um, I was at this meeting and I said, no, Lord, I'm not going to do it. And it was Ralph Hagemeyer's granddaughter. And I'd give her a word every time I went to the church and I said, she ain't going to take another word now. In fact, she's probably like, I hope she doesn't give me another word. And so I decided, he said, run. I said, okay, I'll run. So I ran around the church, only one. That's happened to me in many churches. But tons of people were getting spirit-filled. 65 here, 70 there. I mean, I mean, the entire churches. Pentecost uh, Presbyterian Church got spirit-filled. They didn't even give an altar call. There's something about the anointing that I can't, I can't live without. I just can't sing a song. I want a song that says something. Plus, I really don't like all of our fast songs, and I've written a lot of them, but Lois likes them. I like all the slow, old songs. You know, there's a fountain filled with blood. We like them all. And so, I mean, I like to cry when I sing those songs. And so I ran around the church, and after the meeting, uh, the brother was standing up here. He was, he was you know, we, we have traffic people, you know, like, don't run this way, it's run this way. And you know, stay kind of away from somebody else and stuff. He was, he was guiding the traffic and the traffic of one that night. Me. And he came up to me after. He said, I just have to tell you. He said, when you ran past me, he said, it was like the wind of the spirit ran past me. I had to take my hearing aid out because I heard perfectly after you ran. Oh, so you see, I don't mind being made fun of or somebody looking at me and, well, she's a little, you know, hot and go, you know, and I just don't feel like it. Besides that, I just want to sit here and read or, you know, I just want to, you know, I'm just, I came because somebody brought me and, you know, it's take me home just when the meeting's over but I'm not like that I'll do whatever the Lord says and I did give that girl that word and she did start weeping that night first time I saw her do that and all the words that were giving that was the first time I saw her do that the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit the anointing of God can pierce through people's hearts and you might think you might think it's just a little run but it wasn't just a little run In fact, with that song, Not a Slave Anymore. Oh, man, I, the devil kept saying to me, you know, your past That was so, night when she went back to her hotel well, I went room. To my hotel before room, we wrote, she wrote the song. I would say, oh, well, you know, you know, it's just too bad for you, and you've just gone too far, and, you know, you're just, you'll never, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never finish the ministry. Well, at that point, I, we were going, what, 30 years already? 35 years, 30 years. And, and uh, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, and, and uh, this is ridiculous. Why don't you just stop? And um, I got up. I, I saw this movie on the TV where all these people. There were. There were. What are things when, they the, were when the ground opens the up and you go down and yeah, earthquakes. earthquakes. Okay, earthquakes. Yes. How come nobody said earthquakes, Pastor? Who all you got out here? Fishermen and stuff like. Okay. Um, pass me the bait, Maud. Okay, and so, and um. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, if you only knew. And so, um, and so I thought, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to get to people before they get to. to she to, was seeing, there was a movie she'd left her TV on when she came back in the room, and it was an earthquake was happening, and people were dying going in, you know, as the earthquake. And, and I said, Devil, you just, you just don't want me to do it. You just don't want me to do it because you know that I'm getting people everywhere I go. You just don't want like me to do Before they die. This. 
before they get to that place. Sometimes I go to the, 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 the graveyards and do the same thing. I walk around and I go, oh, God, help me get to people before they get here. Help me to get to people before they get here. Help me get to people before they get here. Help me, help me, get, help me, Lord. Help me with the anointing that will be so strong that people will be moved, moved, moved. Move the Christian. Wake up the Christians around the world. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. If just the Christians would wake up, oh, what a glorious time. And it's happening. But it doesn't have to happen because something bad happened. But I don't care how it happened. Something bad has been going on. But thank God the Christians are at least waking up. Sorry it had to be that way. Because I've been marching in front of churches all the time saying, wake up. Wake up the believers, God. I want them so to see. So they won't waste their time on things that don't matter because people give their times to stuff that doesn't matter. It's okay to work. It's just not okay to worship your work. There's only one Lord. It's okay, you know, we were, I was raised real strict. I was raised that if we had a, a function, if I had to sing or in sports, mother just said, you know the answer. They'd come home and we'd say, can we? She said, not if it's on a church time. She said, if they want you bad enough, they'll let you sing or play. Oh, they always did. Because we were so good. Y'all can, no, so, can be seated if you and like. And so what happened? Is I, was, I was thinking, Lord, I, I, I can't do this. And I was laying down on bed. And I jumped up. And then I, I just started going around the room. And I just started going, I'm not a slave anymore. Sin and sickness. Now, me, I like all the slow ones. And I'm writing all the fast ones. I'm not a slave. And I did it. And my little dog's following me around. You know, my little Pomeranians is just following me around. And I'm not anymore to my flesh. No, no, no. And that song just came out. The devil, he thought he had me. And I'd go in like this because I thought, I'm not a slave. I'm not in chains anymore. But Jesus rose from the dead and set me free. I'm not a slave anymore to my flesh. You understand what I'm talking about? So something will come out of you once you realize something. It may come out like song. It may come out when you fall on your knees. Or he'll hit you, and he'll hit your stomach. I was walking through the living room. Boom, hit my stomach. I fell on the floor and began to go into travail. Travailing prayer. Dad Hagen said, if we don't learn how to pray like that, we won't see the revival we're supposed to see. You said, well, what does that mean, Cindy? That means that you allow the Holy Ghost to take you somewhere and take you in that place. And take you there then and let you pray for things around the world maybe you don't even know anything about your families or world situations and I just I, I grasped my I grasped my stomach and I stomach and I said God save my country save my country There are things that happen that we don't know, but at least I want to know the Holy Spirit so much. That's not something that we conjure up or we make up. Or We've seen so many things. Oh, we've seen the cripples stand up and deaf ears open and just, oh, I mean, just so many things. But I don't want it to be anything conjured up. I want it to be the Holy Ghost. But sometimes, just like tonight, I had to push you guys somewhere. 
Sometimes I just run for somebody else. I say, man, I got, I got to help them. I got to go. I got to help. I got to help push something through somewhere in the spirit for somebody else. It's not about what you look like or what, what you don't look like. And, and uh, I did see a couple of you guys that, would you not run if we run again? Okay, just, just kidding. And so... <laughs> You, you are better off in your chair. But, and so, I'm not going to mention any names. Y'all come, come back next Sunday. We won't be here. But, but the Holy Ghost, where it penetrates your heart, where lives are changed, where something happens. And I thought this morning, lives were changed. There was such a revelation. Of everything. I thought, I can't even remember everything I've said. i got to get the tape. The cassette tape. Get it? I've got to get the tape. To listen to it again. And I'm pretty smart. And I bet, I don't know if any of those people caught it. I'm just kidding. But anyway, I thought, we've got to listen to it over and over and over. And over and over and over. Until it becomes a revelation to you so much. That you eat, sleep, and drink the will of God. That's all you care about. I was, uh, I was uh, praying over, um, well, I, I, I just pray over so many people. Sometimes I'll just talk, pull them out and start praying, you know. And, and, um, but I'm very careful. I act like I'm not careful, but I'm very careful. You know, it's hard to play the, the, the goofy one, you know, when you're not, when you're not goofy. <laughs> Boy, who laughed on that one? But a girl is here tonight. Where are you? You want to come here real quick? Can you do it quickly? Can you give the testimony quickly? Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. We'll see. All right, there you go. Okay, so. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, she doesn't remember this. So, I'll try to be quick. It's funny that Tim Earnhardt is here because he probably remembers this. So, it was at Word of Life 15 years ago. Um, I was 13, and... Um, it's funny because Cindy this morning said, I come after children, and she's not kidding. So I was in the crowd with my youth ministry, and she was staring at me, and I was almost scared because I was like, why is she looking at me? And she came down, and she told me, because I, um, I had a medical condition, and I didn't know a lot about healing, but I had a medical condition, and she came up to me, and she said, hey, and I was like, Yes. <laughs> and she said, the Lord is not going to instantaneously heal this. You're going to go under the knife. I can't even fathom. <laughs> and um, you're not going to be afraid because what's going to happen is going to be one of the greatest things. It's going to be one of your biggest testimonies and the biggest thing that's ever happened to you. So don't be scared. And I was like, okay. So fast forward. I do go under the knife. Um, two years go by, and this is the crazy part. I go to my doctor. I just tell her I'm not feeling very well. She lays me down. I was 15. She presses on my stomach and she chest, and she pulls back, and she says, we need to order an x-ray immediately on you. And I said, why? She said, you have no ribs. And I was like, excuse me? And she said, 
your ribs are gone. I can feel your heart. There's nothing protecting your heart. And so sure enough, I get an x-ray, and if I should, I, well, if anyone's ever seen it, <clears throat> um, they're all chopped off. And um, come to find out, this doctor, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, um, did surgery on other children. He was a pediatric thoracic surgeon, and they all died. I did not die. Um, parents would ask for autopsies, and all their organs would be missing. Um, my ribs were missing. Um, fast forward again, I meet another doctor who invents this insane surgery. My whole chest is titanium. He uses stem cell therapy to regrow my ribs, saves my life. I am fully functioning. I was able to carry a baby, able to breastfeed a baby. I operate like a normal woman. And as of next month, there's a settlement that just pretty much restores everything. But the crazy, I think the crazy part is I spent two years of my life without ribs, and I didn't die. And they were like, there's no way that you should be alive if you even got in, like, the slightest car accident. Nothing would be protecting your heart. Like, the only thing I can think is literally Jesus was my ribs, like his hand was in my chest, breath of my, in my lungs, like there's no way I should be alive, and yeah, so it's, it's just interesting that 15 years later, here she is, <laughs> and one month from now, it's all over, so it's been a 15-year journey, but it was, I guess, miracles happen in crazy ways, and I chose to believe what she said, and what the Lord told you to say, so... the Lord. Speaking. I'm not satisfied without the anointing. I know we have him. But you have to let him out. I'm not satisfied. Neither was different people older Ministries that they would say, I'm just not, I'm not satisfied, God. And he'd have a definite outpouring in there. One on the streets of New York City, was it Moody? Because his two ladies in his church said, you know, it's so good because people would get saved, you know. And they'd say, if you just got filled with the Spirit, and he'd say, I understand. He said, but ten people get saved every Sunday when I'm preaching. But one day he was walking in the streets of New York. Boom, hit the, he hit the, 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 sa the sidewalk and he said, Lord, hold it. Hold it. Please let me get back to my room. Hold it. Something happened to him, changed his life. Instead of 10, it was 100 people. I don't want to do anything without that. It's sometimes you think it is because you don't know how sometimes to follow him. We had a great service, man. It was so good. But was the anointing really there? Sometimes pastors or people make, will make, produce it. You, you, you can't do that. Or sometimes people hear, well, you know, they give words and somebody will just give a word just because they're used to giving words. I don't do that. I don't do that. 
People come up and say, would you give me a word? And I'll go, yeah, over there, over there, right there. Go to God. Go to God, your Father. Go to your Heavenly Father, the Creator, your Maker, the Creator of the world. He will help you. And let Him work it out how He helps you. Don't you work it out. I can't even begin to say all the miracles we've seen. And then sometimes there are questions. Well, why did this happen? Why didn't it happen this way? And why did not this happen? Why did it? Then you know him well enough to stay with him until he shows you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lois, you want to share something? Then can we sing like one slow song tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so this afternoon, I was... Yeah, I'm through. <clears throat> we got... This afternoon, I, I kept hearing this word, and I mean, I've heard it before, but it was... It's just like, I... You know, you can say what you want to say, or you can say what the Holy Spirit likes you to say. And I, I kept... You want to you get up here? Here, let me help you. I'll go... Okay, all right. So Don't tell uh, me what to do. <laughs> so That's how you get if you're not careful when, you know, I'm almost 75. So I, uh, so I was praying, I was looking, reading, and just uh, after I rested, and, and I, <clears throat> I, kept, I just kept hearing this word. Just, just, there's some people in here tonight, you just need to break through. Just break through. Just break through. We have a pastor friend, actually, B.B. Hankins. He used, to, uh, he used to tell the story of somebody who came to him. He said, Pastor, Pastor, I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough. And he would tell him, well, that's great. Just remember how you got it because you're going to need more than one. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so when I hear a word like that, I usually look for a place in the Bible where that happened. Because, you know, uh, you can follow, you know, follow the example that's been given. And there are principles in the Word of God that if you learn those principles, that no matter what, your situation may be different, but the principle will never change. When you learn that principle, as somebody said, um, methods are many, principles are few. Principles never change, methods always do. And if the method keeps you from hanging on to the principle, then guess what? It's the method you let go of. But you don't let go of the principle. And there are biblical principles. Uh, one of the principles of faith is that it's a daily activity. You know, faith comes by hearing, not by having heard. And you may have heard something three years ago that gave you a breakthrough, but what are you hearing today? Because what you're hearing today will determine your, what you'll do today. It's just like the manna from heaven. They couldn't collect it, you know, and have it stored up. It had to be every day. Every day. Life is so daily in the things of God. Uh, it's just an everyday thing. Uh, what you do today, uh, it's not just something that will, will hold you for the next, you know, six months. It's something you'll do tomorrow and the next day. And, 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 and as you do that, you can build on those things 
And there, there's a sense that will come from that, that approving that will come. But you just don't know how far God will take you. But he takes you, the Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered of steps. One step at a time. Sometimes you know where the step is taking you. Sometimes you don't. It's like when it's dark and you go outside and you get in your car to drive home. If you don't turn the lights on on your car... You're not going anywhere. You say, well, if I turn the lights on, it only gives me, you know, 30 feet in front of me. Yeah, but if you start moving, you get 30 more feet. And then you get 30 more feet and 30 more feet. And if you keep moving, guess what? You'll get home. Hallelujah. So walk in the light you do have and more light will come. It's just a principle of the, of the word of God. But so um, I, I, I've heard that you may have heard this story before. Well, let me read you. Zig Ziglar, he was a, uh, you know who Zig Ziglar was. He was a, a wonderful Christian businessman. He used to have a little clip that would come on the radio. And, and he, would, uh, he would take biblical principles to help people understand how to properly live and, and, and make decisions and how to deal with business affairs. And he made this, he made this comment once I, I, I wrote it down. He said of the 300 world-class leaders, such as Churchill, Helen Keller, Roosevelt, 75% of them had been abused as children, had a serious disability, or were raised in poverty. And then he made this comment. He said, what you do in times of adversity is what determines what you become. What you do in times of adversity is what determines what you become. Someone else has said that life is, uh, 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 life is, how can, how can I say this? 10% what happens to you. 90% how you react to it. See, most of us, I think it's Charles Swindoll that said that. Most of us think life is 90% what's happened to me. What's ha- I am what I am because of what's happened to me. No, no. Life is 10% what's, uh, 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 what's happened to you. 90% what you do about it. 10%, it's a great quote, but I won't go in there. But what you do, Char, uh, Zig Ziglar said, what you do in times of adversity is what determines what you become. And you could say he's talking about having a breakthrough. Not breaking down, breaking through. In the, the, so I, I'm, I'm looking through here and I'm reading... Um, Uh, The definition of breakthrough, the definition of breakthrough uh, says is this. A sudden, dramatic, important discovery or development, a significant and dramatic overcoming of a perceived obstacle allowing the completion of a process. It's a synonym's discovery, revolution, progress, headway. I like this. The opposite of a setback. We're talking about advancing. The kingdom of God is advancing. Why does it advance? What you do in times of adversity is what determines what you become. And I'm here to tell you, God's at work in you to make you willing and able to do all of his good pleasure. He's at work at you in the good times. He's at work at you in the bad times. I heard, I I got a, um, Dodie Osteen. How many of you know who Dodie Osteen is? 
She's the uh, mother of Joel Osteen, and she had a uh, Twitter thing that she wrote once, and she said, sometimes things are good, and sometimes things are not good, but you keep going no matter what, and if you keep going, so you'll run into something good with God. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I'm not here just to talk to you about today. I'm here to hopefully get you down the road with the will of God so that in 10 years from now, if we come back and Cindy is running at 85, woo, that'll be fun. Um, you'll still. Oh, no, I didn't say you would. Oh, well, sorry. No, that's right. You'll be running like this. That you'll be running with her. And you'll be running because you'll know that there's a time to move when God moves. And if I'll move with him, that it'll cause, listen, every move of God will cause something in your flesh to die. The spirit will reign more in you. And sometimes you just move out action, it, faith and action. I have been in services where, where I've shouted or run or rolled or done something. I didn't even know why I was doing it, but I didn't want, you know, they say when you, come, when you go to an activity, uh, spectators pay for the show. Participants get paid. So you can leave this, this uh, meeting saying, well, I didn't get nothing from there. Well, we know what you were. Or you can leave this meeting saying, man, I'm telling you, I really got something tonight. Oh. Like somebody said, some people watch the show. Some people are the show. Hallelujah. All right, so praise the Lord. I believe it's a night of breakthrough because I'm here to tell you we're not breaking down. We're breaking through. Anybody with me? I said I'm not having a breakdown. I'm having a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can sit back down. Oh, I love this. You get a breakthrough, remember how you got it, because you're going to need more than one. Jesus said it. Uh, I'm sorry, God said to Joshua in 1 verse 9, I'll say this to you in the New Living Translation. This is my command to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, I found out something. Fear and discouragement comes from a lack of the awareness of God's presence. But he said, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So don't be afraid or discouraged because I'm here to tell you the devil is what somebody called a sinister minister of fear. And he's hoping that he can clamp his icy fingers on your heart and cause you to become so afraid that you won't stand up in your day. But I'm here to tell you what you do in times of adversity is what determines what you become. And I, for one, am determined to become all that God has promised. Anybody with me in this church? We're not breaking down. We're breaking through. Hallelujah. So... As I was reading and uh, thinking about breaking through, I was looking through some, uh, uh, you know, a scriptural uh, reference to this. And you get over in Mar Matthew chapter 14. And in Matthew chapter 14, 
you read a story that is on, the only miracle Jesus performed in his earth walk that's in all four Gospels is in Matthew chapter 14. It's the feeding of the 5,000. And it's a significant moment in his life. I think it's significant that it's in all four Gospels. Uh, but he talks about the time when... Get up here so I can see this a little better. When Jesus had uh, fed the 5,000 and he was, hold on, Matthew chapter 14, here you go. And uh, uh, it had happened because uh, John the Baptist had just been murdered. How many of you remember that? And, and, and uh, Jesus had gone away to a place to be by himself, but he saw the crowd and he had compassion on them. And he was moved with compassion. And he turned a time of great hurting into a day of healing that was never forgotten. Ever forgotten. I mean, it's remarkable that it's in all four Gospels. He turned a time when it could have been a sense in the natural where it, it's, you know, you can break down over some news like that. But he had a breakthrough. And he not only had a breakthrough, he had disciples. I like what he, I, he told him. He said, uh, you know, how, these, how many, what does he say in here? When Jesus, uh, when it was evening, his disciples came to him, verse uh, uh, 15, saying, It's a deserted place. The hour is already away, uh, late. Send the multitude away that they may go into villages and buy themselves food. They were saying, Jesus, this meeting's gone long enough. We're hungry. They're hungry. You think I'm reading your mail, don't you? They're hungry. Send them away so they can go get something to eat. And Jesus said to them, you get, there's no need for them to go away. You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. In different uh, translations, well, I won't read that part. Anyway, because I want to get to my other point here. I don't want to be too long. So he said, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, we only have five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. In uh, the Gospel of John in this story, it says, he said this to them, determining, he wanted to determine what they would do. He wanted to see which way they go. Uh, they said, he said, you give them something to eat. I don't think Jesus was just looking to just have a, you know, free fish and food show. I think he was looking for someone who tapped into the heart of God at that moment. And they would break through with a place in the spirit that would cause not just something to happen uh, for them, but through them. Because, see, the devil's not really after you. He's after the move of God through you. And so, you know, the rest of the story, he commanded the multitude to sit down and, they, and he blessed the food and he broke it and he gave it to those disciples who said, we don't have enough to feed them. He said, yeah, you do. And he gave it to them and they gave it to the multitude and the whole multitude, the Bible says, ate all they wanted. So the limit wasn't on what God would supply. It was on what they would receive. Oh, praise the Lord. And then so he, and so he goes. And so after that, I, as I'm looking here, I'm just seeing this. What a moment this was. They had all eaten and they had all been fed. It was a remarkable Holy Ghost supernatural service, would you say? Well, it says immediately after this, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go 
I'm going to see if I can read it in my computer here because it's live. And go to the other side while the people, uh, he sent the people home. And so afterward, he went up in the hills by himself to pray. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 24, now the disciples were in trouble uh, far away from the land. I think the New King James says, the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Hold on here. Tossed. This is usually not the place you read, is it? He said, uh, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, verse 25 of Matthew 14. So now they're in the middle of the, uh, of the uh, sea. They're in the middle of a storm. I would say they're about to break down. <laughs> And they're in the middle of this storm. And it says, I love this verse. In verse 25, it says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, that one translation says 3 o'clock in the morning. Look what it says here in verse 25. Jesus went to them walking on the sea. What does it say? Jesus went to who? Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Notice it does not say him. It says them. Did you, did you get that? So it says, so Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. And they said, it is a ghost. And they tried out for fear. They cried out for fear. But immediately, verse 27, Jesus said, to, he spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Who did Jesus speak to? them. Everybody say them. Jesus spoke to them. He did not speak to him. He spoke to them. The next verse says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you, one translation says, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on the water. In other words, Peter answered him. You know, that could have said, and Thomas said, Lord, if it's you, because he was talking to them. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Why do we think that God's not talking to us when he says, you've been delivered from the rule and authority of darkness. You are a new person in Christ Jesus. The secret to a breakthrough is not just hearing God's word, but hearing it to, spoken to you. This is what he's talking to you. The boat was full of disciples. They were all in the same storm. They all had the same problem. They all heard the same word. But it's what you do in times of adversity that determines what you become. You say, well, if this hadn't happened to me, I'd be different. No, no, no. It's not what's happened to you. It's what you do about it. And I'll tell you what, when you get the light of the word of God, I don't care how much damage the devil has done to you. The light of God's word shines clear through every dark corner that's ever been inhabited by any evil work and sets you free. Telling you it's a day of great deliverance. From great destruction. Oh, but aren't you glad though the destruction is great? The deliverance is greater. There are more angels than there are devils. I'm telling you the grace of 
said, greater is he that's living in me than he that's in this world. They were all in the same storm. They all had the same problem. But Peter answered him, come on, I'm here to tell you God's talking to you when he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Come on. He's talking to you. You can sit back and listen just like they did or you can answer. And Peter said, I like what he said because he said, Lord, this is what he, I kind of saw. It. He said, Lord, if that's you walking on the water, I want to do what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing. I don't want my life to be a product of what someone else did to me. I want it to be a product of what you've done. I want to do what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing, Jesus. Oh, praise God. And that's exactly what he's made you to do. What does he say in Philippians 2.13? For God's at work in you to make you willing and able to do his good pleasure. That's what he's in you to do. That's what he's doing in you. He's not just sitting in there going. He's in there actively energizing you and making you able to do what he's called you to do. But it takes faith to step past the storms of life. It takes faith to answer the, the word of God in the middle of a storm. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, I want to do what you're doing. And I love what Jesus said to him. Because here he said, oh, I'm going to read in the King James. It said, uh, he said, come. It's red letters, hot sauce. I'm telling you, that's what it is. He said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water. He walked on the water. Come on now to go to Jesus. I mean, can you imagine Peter? Walked on the water. Wow. Jesus walked on the water. Peter walked on the water. Wow. And the Bible says, as, as Peter's walking on the water here, he says, uh, when he looked around, he saw the winds and he was terrified. The same thing that kept everybody else afraid. The same thing. I'm telling you, what kept you from uh, uh, starting will try to keep you from finishing if you let it. But let me tell you something. What got you started with God will keep you going with him. And the Bible says, when he looked around, he saw the winds and waves, and he was terrified, and he began to sink. And the Bible says, uh, when, he, when he began to sink, hold on, he saw the wind, was, he was afraid, he began to sink, and he cried out, and he said, Lord, save me. Wow. wow. You know, I don't know if you remember or not, but on the day of Pentecost, Peter is the one who was preaching. And on the day of Pentecost, Peter got up boldly. And you know what he said after he said, In the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your old men will dream. Your uh, young men, your sons and daughters, young will, will see visions. And I'll pour out my spirit on all in the last days. And the sun will be darkened and the moon and all this stuff. All these different things before the coming of the great and hand, uh, day of the Lord. And then he says this, And it will come to pass. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be 
saved. Now, I don't know about you, but I think there was just something about getting out of that boat in the middle of the storm and experiencing the saving hand of Jesus that was perfect for anointing him for that hour to declare to that generation I'm telling you, I know, because see, the best sermons you'll preach are not the preachings you, the sermons you learned. It'll be the sermons you live. And he said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He knew it was true. Woo, glory to God. He'd experienced that hand right when he was going down, reaching and causing, the Bible says, immediately. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> immediately, that's all right, I'd rather. He said, immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, you know, I know we've had a lot of sermons on the little faith. Well, I looked up the word little. I'm not trying to make it say something new. You know, I'm not just looking. I'm not looking for something new when I read the Bible. I'm just looking for something true. Just give me the truth that holds the worlds together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, most of the stuff that comes up new, it's new today. And, and give it, uh, you know, a few years. And the same people that came to your church because it was something new, they're going to somebody else's. You understand what I'm saying? If that's all, what you get them with, that's what you, you, you know, that's what you get them to. They're just looking for something new. No, I'm looking for something true. And so when, when, uh, uh, when, when he stretched out his hand and caught him and he said, oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? I looked up that word in my Strong's Concordance. It's a compound of two words, little faith, O-L-I-G-O-P-I-S-T-O-S, two words. Uh, one, uh, the P-I-S-T-O-S means moral conviction, uh, religious truth, assurance, belief, faith, fidelity. We got that one. O-L-I-G-O-S, the word for where we get the word little, means puny. In extent, degree, number, duration, or value. Briefly, a little, a season, short, small, a while. It's the same word that's used in 1 Peter when it talks about casting all your care upon him uh, because uh, there's a roaring lion who seeks a, about seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith. But verse 10 of 1 Peter, written by Peter, by the way, he said, but the God of all grace who gives us eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you've suffered a little while, will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He's talking about a space of time where you might have to endure something. But he says when you compare it to the eternal glory, he, that is timeless, eternal, it's just a little while. Well, it's the same word that's used here in Matthew when he says, O ye of little faith, duration, uh, time, season. In other words, when Jesus is looking at Peter and he says, oh, ye of little faith, he's trying to let him know, listen, your faith in me is not here to just cause you to get out of the boat and sink in the middle of the storm. Your faith will carry you all the way through. It'll take you where Jesus is asking you to go. Don't quit now, Peter. In other words, this is not the time to have a breakdown. This is the time to have a breakthrough. That's what I saw anyway. Because he could have had a breakdown right there. 
Oh, man, I messed up. I got out. I was walking on the water, and I messed up. Come on, don't stop too soon. You may have trouble. Don't let trouble have you. The same Jesus who got you out of the boat is the same one who will take you up. And you know, the Bible says, I love this because it says, trouble's not the time to quit. If you quit in trouble, that's the way your life will begin to be defined. And you don't want that to happen. You want it to be defined by the will of God. And it says in verse, immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And the next verse says, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Uh, one uh, translation says, they climbed, When they climbed back, into the boat the wind ceased John 6 21 says immediately they reached the shore toward which they had slowly been making their way in no time the message Bible said they reached land the exact spot they were headed how did that happen because Peter didn't quit in the middle of the storm I don't know how they got back into the boat, but I have a feeling Jesus wasn't dragging him, you know, life-saving technique to get him back. He must have walked back to the same boat and he, with the same Jesus that called him out of the boat. But watch this now because, you see, it's true that God wants to do something in you that causes your life to be so fulfilled and so complete, telling you the will of God, fight for it. Fight life through. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't give up on it. Don't lose it because something didn't happen you thought should have happened differently. That's not the time to quit. Jesus is there to help get you to the other side. You say, what is this about getting to the other side? It's not just about you getting back up. The devil knows that. He just doesn't want you to know it. But the Bible says that immediately they got to the place they had been trying to make their way. So here all of a sudden the storm stops. They get to the place they've been trying to get to. What happens when they get there? The news of their arrival, Matthew 14, 35, spread quickly throughout the whole region. And people were bringing all their sick to be healed. And the sick begged him to let them touch even the fringe of his robe. Read this part in verse 36 and everyone who touched him was made perfectly whole everyone as many as touched him were healed one translation said what happened how did that happen somebody named Peter got out of the boat in the middle of the storm and when he got out of the boat, he might have started to sink, but he cried out to Jesus, and Jesus saved him. And when Jesus saved him, oh, they got back to this boat, and they're immediately there. And all of a sudden, it's not just about Peter surviving the storm. It's about a hole on the other side, every sick person getting healed. The devil's not really after you. He's after the move of God through you. You're the one 
Don't give up. Don't break down. Breakthrough. I'm telling you, there's a breakthrough coming. There's, and you may have had one before, but I'm telling you, you get more than one. It's coming because there is a cry in the world of great desperation. Oh, God, save me. And the Bible declares it. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, and he will call those men and women who will get back up to be the ones to deliver that message. I firmly believe the reason Peter got the opportunity to preach on the day of Pentecost is because he got out of the boat in the middle of the storm. Oh, I do. I mean, you know, it's just a Bible pattern. Those things that you experience with your life of faith in God, the things that the devil tries to use to bury you, to embarrass you and keep you quiet, when you break through with a word from God, oh God, if that's you, I want to do what you're doing. Jesus, if that's you, I'm telling you in that same place will be unleashed a move of God that will cause the same Peter who denied Jesus three times and everybody knows about his denial. But on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were saved and a thousand times more the work of God's grace in his life than any work of his sin. It was far greater. And the same Peter who was said he had little faith in Matthew is the same Peter that wrote in First Peter that we have received like precious faith. Woo! Woo, you can get out of the boat with little faith. Come on! Oh, glory to God. Oh, don't stop too soon. Don't stop too soon. Oh, praise God. I read this story a long time ago. It's a great story. On New Year's Day in 1929, Georgia Tech was playing California. Late in the second quarter, Roy Regals recovered a fumble for California. And in his excitement, he became confused and began running in the wrong direction. <laughs> After racing 65 yards, he was finally tackled by his own player at the California two-yard line. California attempted to punt from deep in their end zone, but the kick was blocked and Georgia Tech scored a safety. In the locker room at halftime, Roy Regal sat in the corner with his face buried in his hands, crying. The room was silent. The coach didn't make his usual halftime speech, but shortly before the team was to take the field for the second half, he said, the starting team is going back onto the field to begin the second half. The whole team left the locker except for Regals, who remained in the corner with his face in his hands. I can't do it, coach, he said. I can't play. I've ruined the team. The coach said, get up, Regals. The game is only half over, and you belong on the field. Get up, Christian. The game is not over yet, and you belong on the field. Don't break down. Break through. Come on. It's not just about you. It's about the move of God through you. Hallelujah. You know what I think is interesting is that as most preachers do this, they know they're going to preach, they scramble to get something. But he had only been in prayer. But because his life, that Peter, but because of his life, 
He lived a life of stepping out. He didn't have a message. He was the message. Do you understand? He said, Jesus, I want to be the message. I don't want to just read about it. Sometimes if you're not careful, you'll say, well, I can handle this. You know, I've been doing this church for that many years. I can handle this. So I've been, I know how to, listen, after five days, you stopped handling it. You don't even know it. If you ever get old preacher in New York, he, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you see us, we're just showing you things not to do when you're in the full-time ministry. We're trying to help some of you younger ones out. Um, but what was I saying, Lois, before you? See, she doesn't like for me to talk to her, but if I'm talking, she likes. They're telling you, listen to me. What'd you say? Huh? Yeah, and so Paris, what was his name? Anyway, he he was in New York. He was very well known with the politicians and different things. And and this young preacher came to him, and he said, uh, "Well, what do you, what do you want?" And he said, "Well, he said I've got this great going church. He said I'll, he said I've got uh, I've got radio, and I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got this." And he said, "But um, what he said, uh, you know, someone told me that you you could help me." And he looked at him. He said, "Son, I can't help you." You've done it all. And he said, the only way I can help you if you want to advance is get in the trunk. I'll shut the trunk. Give me the keys. And then somebody else will do the driving. And he said, but I can't help you. You already know everything. He said, but sir, he said, he finally ended up praying with him in other tongues, but he said, I can't help you. You've already done it all. Oh, don't ever get to that place, Christian. Because at some point, you'll think everything's great, but it's got to be by faith and trust in him alone. You deserve the glory and the honor. We lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory. As we lift you
Just be still, just a moment. to the altar. Um, I particularly, if you, uh, when I said that word, break down, don't break down, break through, that wasn't just a word, that was God speaking to you. Do you understand? That hits you. It's like, that's what I need, Lord. You to, I want you to come to the altar. Just get out of your chair and come. And then Cindy wants to pray for people tonight. If you'd like to receive that prayer, just come to the altar. Just get out of your seat and come. And just come to receive from the presence of the Lord. 
Is that right? Come on. So the first, the first one, is there anybody in here tonight? Bore witness with us. Okay. Ushers? Yeah, just help them come on down. Uh, can you line them up? You know who you are. You know, when you hear, when Peter heard Jesus speak, he didn't hear, he heard him speaking to him. And when he responded to that, that's when the anointing hit him. The anointing will hit you, will meet you at that place to cause. Oh, I'm sorry. The will of God, the work of God to be accomplished. What the will of God to be accomplished through your life. Anyone else? You may you just you just know you just need to come to the altar. Oh, I'm telling you, they used to always end services with people at the altar. Always. People were became more conscious of God, the things of God. You say, I just, I just want to, I just want to come. I just want to come. Come on. Deserve the glory and the honor. We lift our hands in worship. Oh, we lift your holy name. Come on. Come on. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's no one else like you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. not lay hands on you unless there's an usher behind you, okay? All right. Um, oh, there's no one else like and, you. And, and make sure. Are you coming for prayer? Oh, okay. There's an usher. Okay. Uh, I, I like to start down here. So, yeah, I like to start. Now, are you coming for prayer? All right. Then, um, all right, maybe you should. Step back just a minute because I don't think there's going to be enough room here. Just step, I mean, back, back, way back. In case, in case, in case something happens here. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Oh, there's no one else. how I do it. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And I'm just going to just pray for you. I'm going to speak of release. So yeah. I don't want you looking, and I don't want you praying in the spirit. I just want you to receive. Just receive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no one else like you. You deserve the glory.
Is there anybody else you know you need? Come on, just receive. Just receive from the presence of God. For the word of God is strong enough, durable enough. It will carry you through. Oh, keep your eyes on the one who is above the storm. Your eyes on the one who has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And the strength and the courage is there, for he is there. And the strength and courage that you need to complete all that he has uh, anointed you to do, 
will cause you to do this and then this and then this and then this and then this and it will be like you're you're uh, uh, you look back and you say that's so much but oh it was just one and another and another and another and all together it became a living memorial to the grace of God oh and your life will look will be a, a, a legacy of his grace and his love and in the place where the enemy thought he had set up shop, so to speak. Oh, you can't have that territory. Oh, that has been undone by the work of God's grace. And the greater work will be accomplished as you put your hand to the plow. Don't look back and finish your race. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, you deserve the glory and the honor. And laying on of hands. When I saw in the Bible how they'd lay hands on people, help them to stir up the gift of God, the sin, and things would happen. I remember so well when Dad and Mom Hagen, Ken and Linnea, Dad and Mom Hankins, George Starmont, a protege of Smith Wigglesworth, I shook for three days. Anybody who wants prayer, and I'm going to pray for that lady. Did she leave? Was that her? Did she leave? Did, did you, honey, did you go back to your chair? Come here. Come here. Flutter. Same. Same, Same anointing on hers on you. Hallelujah. There are things that I love. I, I love. I, I love the gifts of the Spirit. I won't make it up, but I love the gifts of the Spirit. I'm praying for all these teenagers. I love to pray for teenagers. And I was praying for all these teenagers around this room, tons of teenagers. And I got to this one guy and I said, Whoa, you're worthy. I said, You're worthy. And I said, The Lord wants you to know you're worthy. And I said it about 20 times. And I thought to my head, You sound like a nut. Stop it. I said it again. Boom. He Pray starts crying. He starts crying. Boom. Comes to the altar. Gets filled with the Holy Spirit. After the service, the pastor's wife says, You know, you've been talking. She takes all my stories. She's trying to help. And so, the pastor's and so wife after comes the back. service, the pastor's wife comes up to me and she says, Did you know him? Did you know him? I said, well, I don't know him. I don't know him from nothing. She said, his last name is Worthy. But see, you may not think of such a cool story until I said that. Well, the night before, two teenage girls were at the altar, and they were just weeping, and we prayed for them. Boom, boom, down they went. One girl said on the floor she got a, a vision that she had him at church the next night, and she said, the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I stay at school after school because she had his baseball thing on. And she said, I've just got to bring him straight from baseball. Well, see, see, the night before, she had a vision. 
on the floor. It was a word of wisdom, but she saw it, you know, that she saw into the spirit. I'll just tell you how the gifts and of the she spirit saw, And so she just, had, so it so wasn't just one shot. thing. She obeyed. She did that. She, she didn't him. even know what okay. she was doing. The next night, he comes. He gets a word from God. It's a word of knowledge. He comes. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a supernatural. Okay. The next day, they, they go to the Christian school. All these kids do. They're, they're at the Christian school. This is the way they're, <gasps> and they're, These kids, they're there. They're not Christians. They say, what, what's going on with you guys? And I said, well, it's just Jesus. And I said, well, yeah, we know, but there's something that's happened to you. What, what's going on? And they said, well, do you so want to So they took Jesus him to the principal's Lord? office. They took, which is the pastor of the, the pastor's church. Wife. <laughs> they said, did you know his name? <laughs> now, her kids have been raised up under this. We go to their church every year, man, ever, ever since they were little. Because I said, are you kids spirit-filled? You know, she herself got spirit-filled in our services. She herself, I had her pray for me all the time. Just follow me along, little young girl. And she was the drama queen of the church. And I'm sure people were The drama thinking, department oh, of the church. Oh, she, no, she was the drama y'all, uh-huh. And I'm sure people were thinking, you know, golly, why do they have the, why do they have the pastor's daughter? Why, why she got her with her all the time, you know? And, and uh, But something was being poured into her. She's now the pastor's wife of that church. Her her husband was, somebody dragged him to one of our services. And he, and he, well, he, he jumped over the chairs to get down there. He to was the jumping, altar. Uh, to the altar, jumping over the chairs. And I said, well, what took you so long? And man, boom, just the power of God hit him. He was, an, he was an alcoholic and a, and a drug addict. And the youth leader said, if I can just get you in that service, if I can just get you in that service, I know something will happen. Well, now they're married. They have the church. He's the pastor. He's the pastor. Hallelujah. He's usually on his face crying. So what she's trying to get you to understand is just you the just gifts of the Spirit. don't know how far the things of God will go in your life as you receive. The gifts of the Spirit. I was in the Philippines, you know, in Manila, and, and all of a sudden I had a vision. And I didn't know it was a, dream. a vision. It was a dream. a dream. I think a dream. Yeah, I had a dream. And in my dream, uh, I was calling my little brother to talk to me, and he said, I can't. He said, uh, he said you're in the land of Epo. And I said, but would you please come? I'd just like to talk with you. He said, no, you speak the language of Epo. And I thought, Epo? What does that mean? IPO. So I woke up the next day and I was waiting for the, I was waiting. I couldn't hardly sleep. I was waiting for a light to come on because I knew she had a newborn baby and the mother would wake up probably, you know, early. And so I waited. Sure enough, that light came on. I went, tap, 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 tap. And I said, does Epo, IPO mean anything here in the Tagalog, in the Philippines? And she said, oh, yeah. She said that means little whirlwinds. She said they whirl, they whirl in. Epo, they stir, Epo. Epo, Epo. She said they whirl in, they stir up a bunch of stuff, and they whirl out. And I went, I'm an Epo, Epo. <laughs> I mean, it may not have made a difference in your life, but it sure did mine. I went, I'm an Epo, Epo. Because I was thinking, I better pull back. You know, you're a little much. Just a little much. So just a words, little much. Like Peter on the day of Like Peter walking on the water. You're just a little much. But those people get to speak on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. So what she's trying to say huh. is... She kind of like to stir little things up tonight and just kind of, if you want, if you'd like to get a little uh, of that stirring up, you know. All kinds of ways you lay hands. You lay hands for impartation. You lay hands for, for separation. Blessing. To the, for a blessing. Many, 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 many ways. I don't give you anything, but I would just help stir it up. Stir that up. Oh, must have killed Stir that up so in you. You got to stir it up. I mean, we were at a... We're at a service, and I, I and so I mean, the, all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, uh, one of the boys in the service who they they the doctor said 
they have Down syndrome, but their parents call it Up syndrome. And so, um, and uh, he asked his mother, he said, can I run? She said, well, sure. And so they. Yeah, she so, said, if the Lord told you. If the Lord told because you Because in the natural, it well, was, was physically impossible. Well, you know, you know, the next meeting. Go okay. ahead. Anyway, so we've done this. You know, Lois and I have been together 47, 40, 48 years. It changes years. every year. <laughs> 48 years. And Nashville, she was, she was. She was running the cashier and bartending, and I was singing for the dance show with some uh, gospel Grand Ole Opry singers. We were real cute. Anyway, we still sing for the dance story. show, and we still—it's just the we show. still tend the bar. We're just serving the new wine, and we're dancing because of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah! But anyway. Uh, so and so and so he so he's so boy he takes boy he's taking a run man and then so part of the church starts running because they know that if somebody takes off I never let anybody run by themselves. Oh, for a leader runs or if a leader stands or something like that because I want to get what they got and if they're doing something I'm like I'm in it it's I'm like, in it's like that because I could get something in the afterglow you know what I mean I mean I'm just I like it I like it. So that little so, boy starts running yeah, after he's And so another one comes to the altar, falls on his face, and starts praying another tongue. His face fell about 11. And he's just praying. I mean, and so I see a Rhema guy back there, and I go, oh, Rhema down. pastor. I said, get down here and put your hands on him. I wasn't having him putting his hands on him for him. I was having him putting his hands on for him. Because the minute he touched him, boom, the lightning of God hit him. Shama. Not only that. So half the church is praying on their face, half's following, you know, Odin the, with the up syndrome going around the church. Then he stops at the light, looks out the window and sees lights out there. And then you know what was happening? We were out in the desert of, of, of Arizona. There ain't no lights back there. But his, his grandfather was the, church, the, the pastor. And he went and said, he said, it's God, it's my witness. The light was there. Guess what else was happening? The pastor's brother who drank. Who'd been living on the streets for I don't know how many years, decades. Sitting, you can tell this. Was sitting outside on a bench. He had, you know, cut off jeans and, and white tube socks and sandals. Uh, and, you just explained some of these people. <laughs> just and he's, and he's. He's sitting on a bench smoking and he's drunk, he's high. And all of a sudden he sees the, he said, oh, the reason we know this is all, he, all of a sudden the back doors of the church open and this guy comes running and he says, the fire God's in this house. He's holding up his hand and he's missing his middle finger. He says, it's not electricity. I know what that feels running through your body. I've had that run fire. through. He said, this was the fire, fire God. God. He said, it fell on this church. And Listen, this it was coming up through the Tent. He said. He said it, they, they were building a new building because they had they, their, the, their the church building. Church we were building in the tent. He said. It, he said it landed on the tent and the fire was coming out the top of the tent and then it, ran, it then it jumped over to where they were building the new church building. Now this is when Odin's now, running. So here he is. Kiss, he comes Odin's running in the back. He's instantly delivered from drugs, alcohol, all this. This was like I don't know. Where's a suit? Eight years ago. Where's a suit? Maybe about. Where's a suit and tie to church? Stop it. About eight years ago. Because he's so excited. Today, I was getting to the point. Every time we go to that church, even though it's in the desert, 
in a tent in the middle of the desert. He's out there with a suit and tie on because he knows how much God changed his life. And he is the first one there and the last one to leave. I'm telling you. We like the fire. Hallelujah. So if you're in one of our services and you think, boy, I really want to do this, but I don't know if it's kosher. Kosher. Anyway, you just do it, and if it's not, I'll tell you to sit so, down. But I'm looking for somebody to do something. Cindy. Okay, Cindy, do you want to pray? I want to lay hands on anybody so who wants me to. So if I stand up, everybody come to, I mean, you know, the, the, if you want to, if you don't want to. I can't hear you. Okay. Everybody who wants to come, come to the altar. We're gonna, she's just going to gonna run in front of you Line and up. just let the spirit and the power and presence of God Line stir up. up that gift. This won't take long. Just line up. Long. Everybody just come Pastors, up help night. me. I mean, not pastors. Uh, Cashers. Ushers, whoever you are, whatever Usher. you're called. Just make one line. Come Charismatic. On, we have catchers. We're just going to just cloth. lay hands on you. Oh, glory to God. And you got to look alive. Listen Stir to me. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. That, and remember that. Remember that which was uh, given to you through and, the laying oh, and, on of and my Listen, and I want every kid in here from zero to, to college and career. Every kid. You if come, you're under 25, college and career, you're still in college every, at 40. Every, you every come teenager. on down too. Are you ready? Now, here's the deal. Ushers. I know, I know, you know, listen, there's nothing casual about me. I do everything on purpose, I do it on purpose, and I want to do it right. So I will go pretty fast, but I will not lay hands if someone's not behind. you got to look alive, get them on the waist right here. Hallelujah, just follow. Where are you going to start, yeah. Cindy? And listen, where are I you going to? Listen, I can't pray for this. Just make one here. line. Don't stand in back of anyone. And just, some of you people either have if to you, go if, back. Yeah, just make one line. There you go. Go, go down the aisle there. There you go, if you go need down to. That, that's kind of that's close there, and I won't, be able, I won't be able to really go there. If, if some of you, several of you would right there would just go back down the aisle. Oh, yeah, there you go. The just make one line there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Move them back. Move them back. We just want you to, you know, just have a little space of grace there. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. We're yeah. going to start Well. I, I'm going to start down there, but I just going to start down there. Just get one. Everybody, on one take way. a step forward. You know, just a step forward. There you go. That's okay. a good idea. That's good. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be able to do this right here. But that's all right. Just stay right there. We'll get you next time. All right. Don't be behind anybody. Praise the Lord. Laughing. Where'd she go? I've been talking to you tonight. There he is. I've been talking to you. Let him have every, every little thing. Hallelujah. Don't put it in limits because of what you know. Because it's got to bust out of your head. It's got to be heaven. And you've been wanting that. And you've been crying for it. Let it go. anointing will be a lot different. It'll be so deep and so rich. Just okay, God. Now I'm almost afraid to move. But it's so important for everything you touch. 
this day forward for the kingdom of heaven. But I know your heart. And I believe you will. I love you. Where's the pastor's wife? I don't want you talking. I don't want you looking. I just want you to, to, to close your eyes. And close. Where's the pastor's wife? Okay. Praise the Lord. Because I, I want you to. Oh, Lord, stir up the gift of God inside you. 
yeah, you got to do it. You don't have a choice. Well, you do have a choice, but you're going to do it. I, uh, I can't run because... I don't have enough ushers. Okay.
get everybody. What are you guys laughing? Oh, ushers, 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 quick, quick. You guys, you got to be quick. When people, start, when people start doing that, that means there's getting ready. guys and I always end up with one you know like this one yeah right that's right just be quiet because that's do we have? You, oh, you guys have insurance with that thing on it. Okay, I see, I see. All right. So this is what I'd like for you to do. Close your eyes.
can't hear you, Cindy, without your mic. The one who's slowly walking back, did we pray for you? The one who's trying to get back to the bathroom? Okay, all right. Uh, did we pray yes. for everybody? Yes. This guy, this guy, come here. This guy, hallelujah. No, don't touch him. Very, very important what you'd ask of the Lord. Very important because people's lives are at stake. And you can't pull back and you can't hold back. I don't care if it looks cool, sounds cool, or not. I'm not into cool, I'm into the power. Risen Christ. So, it's an interesting thing if you ask the Lord for. Get ready if you mean business. Because He's going to do it. But you're already dabbling. Did, did I pray for you guys before? No, oh. you haven't prayed for them. There you go. All right. Except they can't stand down there. Ah, great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We're all gonna we're all gonna pray for you, David. Where's David? Oh yeah. Hallelujah. We're all going to pray for these people. Lay hands on them, do the same thing we did. Where's the pastor's wife? Did we lose her? Okay. She, uh, oh, okay. Go, go, go. Just kidding. Oh. Just kidding. Praise the Lord. Anointings that God has placed in you. That's what this call is about. Oh, your twin. Oh. Maybe. She's down. I mean, that wasn't even a gift of the Spirit. That was just. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Did you come to this church your whole life? Well, not my whole life. I know. I was like, oh, where do you go? Where'd you go? Uh, we 
No, you you look you see you, you look like a you know a, a, a yeah you just look like you just know the Holy Ghost. I know you do very well. You know how to pray. See, we started losing a lot of our prayer people that prayed back in the day. You know, and I man, I just started crying out to God. I said, we're losing. My sister was one of them. I said, we. This can't be. We've got to train up these kids to know how to travail and know how to pray and know how to sit in their rocker and actually read the scripture over people. Yeah. Our, our biggest problem right now is with three adult children. They're not serving God. Well, but you know what? You put it into them. I wasn't serving God. Yeah. I asked my, my mother. My mother was an entertainer. She received Christ as an early age as a Jewish girl. And I asked her, I said, did you ever cry for me when I was so messed up? And she said, no, I didn't cry about that. I knew you'd come back. The only reason I cried, because I knew what a big chicken you were, and you would probably be sorry the rest of your life unless you didn't get a handle on it. You just can't. Your prayers, our prayers, and you know this, they last, they keep going on that long after we're gone. Mm -hmm. You know that. If it weren't, why look at Paul? Open their eyes, Lord. Get them, Holy Ghost. Morning, noon, and night, they lay their head on their pillow. Holy Spirit, keep speaking. Keep, keep convicting in your precious way that I've heard so many years. Take the blindness off their eyes and kingdom of darkness, I call you down in Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for the release of the gift of the Where's David? Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some of these people have been with me for years and years and years. In fact, Edna is one of the healing techs at school. Edna, yeah, Raymond, what, what, do you, Raymond where, what do you say about Shekinah Glory once you join us? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the uh, mafia. I mean, before I was saved, I was like the, you know, the mafia movies. And it's like, uh, what did he say? It's like, every time I tried to get out, they pull you back in. You can't get out. I've been here with them for 14 years now. I've been in Oklahoma. She saw me three days after I was here. Tell her what happened to the meeting. Cindy. 
Oh. So can you do it quickly? Quickly. Okay, yeah, in the meeting, okay, it was right before, they came in July, right before I was coming to Rayma in 2007. Okay, in New Jersey. In New Jersey, that's yeah. where I'm from. And at the end of the meeting, she said, just like she did now, she, impartations, anybody wants it. So of course, I run up there, and the next thing I know, there was nobody there. I was stuck to the floor. Um, it was after midnight. I'm walking out, walking in circles, because I'm like, God, what in the world was that? And uh, next thing I know, the girl that's helped cleaning up, because they had the speaker dinner, they were leaving, and she was like, Edna, is that you? She said, they were in there talking about, there's two people stuck to the floor. She said, I should have known it was you. Oh, praise God. Yeah. And, and she's gone and, to Raymond. Anna it? comes from a whole long line of Amish. I mean, you know, you get one family, you get two families, you get three. You can have a church um, with the Amish people. And so we'd go up to Wisconsin. The, the, the pastor said, he said, we just want a, just a full-blown meeting. Just, you know, take your, take, your, take your liberty. And what happened to all you guys? We all got drunk. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you all for they being so. They followed us to Raymond. Oh, two families. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, oh, Cindy. Gosh. We're gonna say good night. All so right, I gotta can... say good night. We love you guys. A year, a year, and a, a year no. ago, she was in a service. She didn't believe anything we taught. She didn't believe in tongues. She didn't believe in all this stuff. Okay. Lay on her pants. She believed in nothing. She argued with you. Does if anybody you know who she's did. talking now about? She, the, 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 Raise uh, your hand. There yeah, she blue coat. And she said, and I argued with everybody. I was just kind of mean to him. Actually, this is not God. This is not in the Word. This is I believe nothing. They, her family bring her to one of our services. I call her up and have her lay hands on people. <laughs> and they start falling. Anyway, she's here now. Praise the Lord. Aren't we glad? <laughs> we love y'all. Pastor, come on up. Cindy, Pastor, you can talk all you want. Happy. 15th. What is it? Happy 15th. <laughs> happy 15th. I mean that from the bottom of my okay, heart. Okay. Praise 15th. the Lord. And, and should the Lord tear it. And you guys, play for you, pray for Ukraine, man. Pray for Ukraine, pray for those, and pray for the renters and Russia and all the people there. Pray, pray for my mama, my daddy, my brother, pray, my pray sister. Pray for Africa. Pray, pray for an awakening. Pray for Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Glory the Lord. to God. What a wonderful time in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to give you an opportunity to give towards this wonderful ministry, and so uh, I'm going to pray real quickly, and we're going to pass the offering bucket, and uh, and uh, praise the Lord, we're going to send it away with, <laughs> with a good offering, amen? <laughs> and then don't forget the table in the back with all the wonderful materials, books, CDs, teaching materials, that'll be a great blessing to you, Amen. Let's buy them out. Amen? This is a great church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is a great Father. church. Hey, Cindy. Yeah. Cindy, they can't hear you. That's right. Cindy. That's right. Amen. No, I'm not sorry at all. I, I'm grateful. I think Cindy's a little drunk, so... <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Fa Hallelujah. Father, we just take up this offering right now, and we thank you for your impartation. 
and your anointing tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take Amen. up that offering. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to sing, so don't worry about that. You're not going to sing. Not going to sing, but well, uh, it but, could uh, happen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. We're blessed. God bless y'all. Thank Hallelujah. you so much. And uh, look at somebody and say, "I'm not breaking down. I'm breaking through." I believe God. He's talking to me. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Uh, Ray, I think we got David and a few guys to help. Yeah, okay. We don't, we, we, Ray does need a few people to help him. Is that right, Ray? Boxes. Whoops. There you go. That's, having fun over there. Okay, so one or two good guys and, and we, we uh, just, if you want to work now. Okay, we will, he just needs you to help with that, okay? All right, everybody stand up. Oh, you're receiving the offering. Okay, shake your money loose and don't no, stand up. Sit down, fight, fight, fight. Okay, happy 15th day. Do you want to say anything else to them before they go? Well, we love you guys. Look at somebody and say glory to God. You can be dismissed. We'll see you. Here, there, or in the air, shouting the victory. Amen. God bless y'all.